Three, action. Hi, I'm Ali Shantz. I'm the uh, Director of Business Development at Edgecom Energy. Hi, I'm Bedad Barami, Founder and CEO of Edgecom Energy. Two, one. Um, thank you for joining me today, Beirat. Um, we've kind of been wanting to do this for some time right now, create a couple of these videos and have kind of this personal one-on-one -on -one talk a little bit. Um, we're sitting right now in beautiful uh, Toronto. It's fall time. All the leaves are changing color over the window over there, so it's actually quite nice. Um, we should have probably done this after eating lunch because we had Greek fruits. There's a lot of garlic <laughs> in the air, but that's... Uh, yeah, you're, that's fume, a, you're really fumigating That's office, okay, so that's okay. Thanks for that. Uh, the people can't smell anything, yeah, so that's just yeah. fine. Um, good, good. So... Um, we came here today to kind of give a little bit of an in-depth, more personal approach to yourself, talk a little bit about yourself, talk a little bit about the company, and also talk about energy management and how it's coming in the industry more in the forefront. So why don't you give me a little bit of brief introduction about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Beidad Barami. I'm the founder and CEO of Edgecom Energy. Uh, I started Edgecom Energy back in 2016 and really the goal of the company is to simplify energy management specifically for large industrial and commercial users. So the reason I launched the company is that um, I was working as an industrial energy manager. I was managing one of the largest plastics manufacturing facilities in North America and they were spending a lot of money on energy. And my goal was to reduce the spend, improve their sustainability, make sure that they're using water, gas and electricity in the right ways and improving their sustainability practices. And what I saw in that role is that there's a huge gap in the market between what is really out there when it comes to, you know, IoT and machine learning and software platforms, what exists and what's really being used in industry. So that's sort of the gap that I saw. And that's why I launched Edgecom Energy uh, in 2016. I couldn't find the kind of solutions that I wanted out there. And I said, why not uh, get together with the team and try to try to create what I think should should exist in the world. So you mentioned being a energy manager for this plastic manufacturer. Now, at the time when you were kind of taking on this role, was this kind of a more of a popular role or was this something that was going around in the industry or was this kind of more a new position, new coming in the forefront and those kinds of things. Yeah, so energy management and I mean demand side management is what some people call it, energy management, sustainability management, they all kind of fall within the same wheelhouse. Uh, it's had its ebbs and flows in the past you know, two or three decades, right? So based on fuel prices, based on sustainability practices and you know the, the, the regulations push it, right? So it's had its ebbs and flows and at that time it was really starting to pick up again. So I was one of the first actual energy managers placed at an industrial facility in Ontario. Um, I think I was maybe like number five or six or something like that. So I was one of the first few. And since that time, I've seen the industry grow tremendously, right? So at that time, it wasn't a huge um, industry, but I've seen it grow massively. And a lot of the changes that we've been talking about and thinking about and sort of have been in discussions for a while are really coming to fruition now. Now, you've been throwing around this word like energy manager. Yeah. So what does that mean to you? Being an energy manager for an in industry or being an energy manager for commercial or being energy manager for residential, mm -hmm. what does being an energy manager mean for you? So I, I think for me, it really just comes down to using the resources that we have effectively, right? So whether it's water or gas or electricity or any other type of energy, uh, we're getting into a time in our 
existence as humanity where waste is no longer accepted. So you can see that whether you're talking about industry, whether it comes to the materials that they're actually using, or whether it comes to the energy that they're using, the externalities of all the things that we do are starting to catch up with us, right? So we, instead of just doing bigger and better and more, we're kind of rethinking how we do things as a society. And energy management is really at the core of that, right? So instead of just producing a material and just making it as cheap as possible, now we need to make sure that the resources that go into that material are being used effectively. Energy managers are at the forefront of that, right? So understanding how things get created, understanding how facilities run, whether it's commercial or industrial, doesn't really matter. Understanding that in depth and then making the changes that need to happen happen effectively so that those changes become real and the benefits accrue not only to the company that has the energy manager, but it accrues to society as a whole. So you actually mentioned something interesting right now about it impacting both society and impacting the company. So when we're talking about that and talk about energy management, we're talking more about using things more effectively while also saving on both fronts. So for large manufacturers, which you used to work in the past, out of like the operation costs, what percentage would you say these utility costs were a portion of? And what does being an energy management help reduce in that sense? Like how, how does that effectiveness really help the operation of the company? Well, you have to, you have to think about it, right? So when you're saving energy, you're really um, affecting the bottom line, right? So it's one of the easiest ways to affect the bottom line of the business as a whole. Um, in, in, it depends on the industry, right? But in typical industries, the energy will be maybe number two or number three on the line items, right? So you'll have your HR expenses, you'll have material expenses, and then energy will either be third or second, depending on what industry you're in. So you can imagine that if it's, you know, the third highest line item in your cost structure, you can have significant impact on that especially if it's a kind of facility that hasn't done much in the past, right? So if they've just been using energy and paying the bills, there's a lot of opportunity to take advantage of that and to improve how that energy gets consumed. There's a lot of different programs, a lot of different approaches. And really, I think what Edgecom Energy brings to the table is the fact that you don't have to go through that complicated process, right? Energy managers have a very difficult role. It's a it's a very steep learning curve to figure out exactly what are the types of solutions that work, selling them to management. Well, energy management tries to resolve that. Uh, Edgecom Energy tries to resolve that issue. So we talked a little bit about your start um, as an energy manager in a plastic manufacturer. Now, how did that shift kind of happen outwards? You mentioned you saw a couple of gaps, but what made you kind of make that decision to take on to the next role in your life or the next chapter, stepping stone, to start Edgecom Energy, which you now mentioned before? So how did you kind of transition into that sense? And then at the same time, when you transitioned, why did you? What was like the vision or like what was your mission coming out? Because I know that you've had a very interesting beginning, let's just say, not to uh, yeah. put into words, you were one or two people at first, and now mm -hmm. we're much larger company than we were before. So kind of want to just like get a little bit of base of those things as well. Um, yeah. So I mean, the so the problem really started when when I was looking for vendors that could answer some of the problems that I had as an energy manager, right? So I'm managing, imagine um, 3 million square feet of real estate, all these manufacturing facilities, you know, they have chillers, they have lighting, they have a lot of complex components that I wanted to monitor. I wanted to be able to see all that information. And then I wanted to have a central place where all the different aspects of energy management I'd be able to see, right? So I, I kept seeing this vision in my head that it doesn't need to be something so complicated and something so scattered. There should be a portal or some kind of tool that I can go into and have everything I need right there. 
I started talking to the different vendors, right? And, um, you know, I started getting quotes, I started getting prices, I started doing analysis. And what I realized is no one can really do this. There is no one-stop shop to have this. Or if there is a one-stop shop, the costs are so like out to lunch that it just didn't make any sense. So my mentality was that it should always be a few percent of my annual energy cost is what it should cost for me to be able to monitor and see and bring everything into one place. It shouldn't be, you know, half, like if I'm spending a million dollars a year, I shouldn't have to spend $500,000 to measure that. It's, it doesn't make sense, right? So I was looking out there, I was looking at the vendors and at the same time I could see that, you know, I'm really, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty techie person, right? So I like to have new stuff in my house. Uh, I made my house a smart home and, you know, I talk to Siri and Alexa and all of them all the time, Doesn't, right? Doesn't uh, Benji talk to Siri now <laughs> yeah. to your, um, yeah. what's that, four-year-old son? Or? My two, two and a half year old. Oh, two, yeah. two and a half so, year old yeah. son. He talks to Siri uh, all the time and he okay. still doesn't understand that Siri can't bring him toys. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> she can just turn on and off the lights, but... Um, yeah, so what I could see is that at my house, you know, I can spend a few hundred dollars and have all my energy metered. I can control my lighting. I can control my HVAC. And it's, the whole thing is costing, you know, a few hundred dollars, right? But you have this huge industrial manufacturing facility. They're spending millions of dollars. There's no solution. If I want to get a solution that does the same thing, that I can automate and monitor my energy consumption, it's costing huge, huge amounts. So what I saw is that there's this gap in the market, right? And um, I got together with our CTO, who you know very well. Who's a, who's a gem and will hopefully be on the, for sure, for the talk be, uh, yeah, soon. Yeah, he'll be on future episodes for sure. I'm excited for that. But um, so we got together and we really started testing the market and seeing you know, what works, right? So what are the things that customers are responding to? And what we found is that uh, price predictions, peak predictions, and generally that portal ideology that we had of bringing all the energy data into one place, it started gaining good traction and customers were interested in that. And we started with that and then now we're expanding into a whole suite of energy management offerings. So you mentioned things about automating, you mentioned things about simplifying complex solutions. So that's kind of the basis of when you were saying energy management simplified, mm -hmm. it's relating into that sense that you're taking complicated or complex problems and making them as simple as possible by automating them or just making a plug and play device that you can mm -hmm. install in the facility and you don't need to bring a whole staff of people, exactly. which is very, very interesting. Now that you've started with the whole P-Track and um, that peak prediction kind of software that you mentioned, um, now what direction are you guys going towards? Because you always have a beginning point mm -hmm. and then you kind of have a couple of things that it veers out into. So what, what do you see the goals are in the coming future or where this industry is kind of going towards? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. So the industry is definitely going towards more automation and simplification, whether we like it or not, that's the way everything in the world is going. Um, and I think there's, you know, especially in energy, because it's such a complex and convoluted ecosystem of partners and vendors and solution providers that have to be managed. It's a longer journey than in other industries. But in the long run, I think eventually we'll get to a point where all these different types of devices will be able to speak together. They'll be able to connect with each other. All these devices will be controlled with some sort of smart machine learning technology. And it, the regulations have to support that, right? So the regulations are kind of catching up now at the same time. So really where I see all of it going, it always goes back to understand, improve, control. And we have the understand part of energy management down. We're providing insights and information to our customers. The improvement side, we're also working on with the different products that we have. And then the last part is control, right? So actually taking and connecting 
to smart facilities, connecting to the types of devices that are out there and using machine learning to optimize how energy is consumed. It's a long process, but I think we're putting all the different pieces together and eventually the whole picture will make a lot of sense. At the, at the end, the result for the customer is simplicity, right? So there's a lot of backend work that needs to get done and there's a lot of moving pieces that we have to put together. But what this will end up is as a customer, as a facility manager or an industrial energy manager, I will have one place to see all my different energy information, energy controls, energy assets, and then bringing the regulations into that so that I don't have to worry as an energy manager, you know, what are the regulations? They're going to change all the time, right? But bringing the regulations into that and combining all of it in one package will create a lot of simplicity. It'll lead to a lot of cost savings, right? So that's the end goal of, of where we're getting to. And um, again, it's a journey and, and you know, we've taken some major steps to get to that point, but uh, we still have a long way to go. So you've talked about um, kind of simplifying, taking combo, but what's one of the things that's so challenging right now as being an energy manager, being a consumer, um, having all these incentive programs, having all these different kinds of technology to use, when you kind of are given too much, you get a little bit lost and confused. Mm-hmm. So right now going forward with this, what's some of the challenges that you have to overcome that you're working on right now? Uh, yeah, that's a good one too. So I think, uh, you know, energy is a highly regulated industry, right? So what we've seen is that regulations can get in the way of innovation, right? So as opposed to some other industries where the regulations are not as heavy, innovation can happen much more quickly. In energy, safety is very important. So I understand why it's heavily regulated. Um, it's also people's uh you know, it's 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 their safety, right? It's it's the heat in their homes, the light in their in their in their houses, right? So you can't really play with it too much. But I think, um, you know, innovation on the regulation side is something that is very important. And we've seen the OEB, the Ontario Energy Board, has their innovation sandbox where they're allowing some testing to happen and some innovation to happen in a more sandbox safe environment. So that's one of the challenges. And I think the regulators are catching up and figuring out ways uh, to solve that. The other side of it is um, financing, right? So making sure that um, financiers understand the intricacies of these programs and know how to finance these types of solutions is something that it's 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 been a long journey but i think a lot of them are catching up now and um, you know once the money's available and the regulations are available uh, this industry is gonna gonna just explode well it's actually kind of really interesting that you've spoke about financing and these things is because now that I've been working here for almost about two years, what I've noticed is that a lot of the products and services that we've actually offered customers kind of comes in the sense of like that we're do the savings at no cost, right? But that kind of sounds like a sales car usement mm-hmm. kind of thing, but that's actually what our type of business is, is that the products and services that we have is we're going to large manufacturing, we're saying you, we can reduce your load, help save the emissions, help save the impact, and then at the same time, you're saving on the dollar as well. And based on that saving, then we can have like a simple, more easy contract. Mm-hmm. If you instead of spending $2 million, it's only $20,000. Yeah. So that's a huge jump and gap. And it's kind of interesting to watch um, our sales team or people having to convince everyone and having to do those kinds of things because mm-hmm. it's actually what's out there. We are helping people save on the dollar value. We're helping and showing them that they're reducing their load or they're reducing their costs. They're gonna have an, not only an income saving, but a GHG emission saving, a CO2 emission saving. So they're impacting all way. But I've noticed working in this industry for quite some time now that the regulations are changing just as fast 
as these as these uh, products and services that we're coming out Absolutely, with. Absolutely, yeah. And how, what would you say one of your company's strengths are? Because yeah. you've been able to stay so young and so innovative with this company. And right now, I would say that the industry that we're in is quite old, old way of thinking. Mm -hmm. It's very... Um, RIP to someone that used to work with us, but it's very Microsoft way of thinking. <laughs> yeah. And we're coming in more yeah. of a Apple mentality, mm -hmm. user-friendly mentality, simpler mentality. Yeah. So what would you say one of the biggest strengths are right now that you have within yourself and within your company that are able to keep up with these regulation changes? Yeah, so it's funny, you mentioned Apple, right? And everyone everyone talks about Apple, Apple, you know, everyone wants to be like Apple. But I think at the end of the day, what Apple has figured out is what do customers want? That's the question that we need to answer, right? And what we've been able to accomplish as Edcom Energy is always staying on the customer's side, always fighting on behalf of the customer, whether it means we have to go fight the regulators or whether that means we have to change our own business models or change our own approach. We always wanna be customer first and customer centered. And that's what's allowed us to stay ahead of the curve, right? So the regulations will change over time and we'll give feedback and we'll fight on behalf of customers to make those regulations change. At the end of the day, being for the customer is what allows us to win in this industry and is what allows us to expand our offerings and bring more solutions to these players, right? So I think customer centricity is, is, is the core at everything that we do and we have to maintain that. And that's what's allowed us to be you know, new, as you said, or cover. Innovative, yeah. Innovative. Right? Yeah, modern is that. <laughs> so it's actually interesting. You said that staying in front of the customer and giving the customer needs. But one other thing that I think that's important that we do as well is that we don't just give what the customer wants, but we give quality products. You know that when you're looking at our dashboard, it's very easy to read. Mm -hmm. It's not um, complicated charts here and there. It's so easy to migrate. There's so many filters. Yeah. You can see what your dem demand is. You get notifications easily. And we're kind of connecting that virtual world to the real world again. Mm -hmm. so, and that's where I think these kinds of industries are going is that these tech industries, it's not only about having a platform, but it's about being able to compile that da data in a sense of way mm -hmm. that's understandable for the user because there's yeah. so much data out there right mm -hmm. now. And um, that's somewhere where I see things are going towards. Now, we've talked a lot about work. We've talked about the industry. I kind of just want to get to know a little bit more about yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, outside of work, what are some of your hobbies other than playing with your son? Because I know that's the first place you're going <laughs> to go with these kind of things. So um, outside of work. Yeah, I mean, so there's very little time left outside of work, uh, to be honest. But um, really what it comes down to is I have a two and a half year old uh, at home. So yeah, just playing with him as much as I can, spending as much time with him as I can. And then I also really enjoy uh, uh, bike riding, right? So I go for really long bike rides, you know, 50, 60 kilometer uh, bike rides. And um, I used to be really, really into snowboarding, but I haven't gotten into it the past couple of years. Now that my son's getting a little bit older, I think, you know, he's going to be around three this uh, winter. So I think it's a good time to get him into snowboarding as well. So for sure, we'll be hitting up uh, some of the slopes. Well, you didn't also mention that the way we met was basketball. We yeah. used to play basketball together, yeah. which was all. Which for was sure, all and basketball, which yeah. uh, if I don't break my pinky again, we'll do <laughs> oh, it. I, bro I broke your both of mine, so I we'll know the feeling. We'll run some basketball. So um, just to not keep this going on for a little bit too long, um, I just want to ask you one last interesting question. So if you could sit down right now and have a beer with any one in the industry or any regulator in the industry, any energy manager in the industry that you just want to pick either their brain or ask them a question or kind of change the way they're mm -hmm. thinking, who would that be? It's kind of like the last dinner guest question, yeah. but I think a beer would just yeah. be a little bit more casual. Um, so to be honest, I mean, there's a lot that I can think of, right? So Jigger Shaw would be definitely one of those people who, you know, what he's done with innovation in the energy space has been huge. I would love to love, but 
I think Jiggershaw or uh, maybe, um, you know, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Microchip in the vaccines uh, himself, uh, Bill Gates, I think. What I see the foundation doing with climate change and the amount of effort and um, uh, you know money that's going into climate investment and innovation from the Gates Foundation is something that's really mind-boggling, right? And I, I've seen a lot of the uh, interviews with him about how he sees climate change, and I definitely agree with a lot of those points. So I definitely would think that um, a beer or a glass of wine with uh, Bill Gates would be really nice. Super interesting. So thank you again for having this chat with me. Um, this is hopefully the first of many. Um, so thank you so much. Thanks.